0: Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. Uh, this week, I think we're gonna we're gonna try and set you up. We're gonna set you up a little bit better for the fact that Ant-Man and the Wasp is coming, and uh, we want to talk to you about Pym particles and the whole Ant-Man, Wasp, Giant Man family because it's the, there's quite a, a lot of iterations of that name. The
1: Ant-Man bunch, the Pym bunch. The I don't Pym know. bunch I'm trying shit? to get it to rhyme with Brady.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we we're, well, we're going to go ahead and get into that this week. Kind of a kind of a 101 uh, essentially. A 101 of pim particles. Yeah,
1: well we're going to we're going to talk to you about the power source where it comes from and all the characters involved and you know how we've discovered them because that's the neat thing about like a lot of people look at Hank Pym and they think of him as real one dimensional. Mm-hmm. But without Hank Pym, you use a whole damn near universe of characters. No so. kidding.
0: Yeah, they they've uh, they've definitely spread out the 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 Pym family quite a bit in the Marvel universe now. Even if you don't even know it, they're very low key. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: there's characters related that you wouldn't have realized.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna. I don't want to say deep dive, but we are definitely gonna dive into that that pool. We'll
1: take a small. We're dip gonna, into we're gonna that put one. our
0: we're gonna put our pinky toe in. Uh, <laughs> all right, but before we get into that, let's let's talk about what is on the spinner rack this week. Okay, so here we are,
1: the last Wednesday of June. And coming at you, we'll have from DC Comics, Bane Conquest number 12 of 12. I can't believe it's been a year.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That
1: was a monthly book, 12 issues, so here it is. So I will be uh, interested to find out if there will be any ramifications of the conclusions of that book. Um, This is going to be the big one. Batman, prelude to the wedding, Harley versus the Joker. This is titled Versus. So Harley is friends with Catwoman, and Joker is just... Chaotic. So one is going to be for the wedding, one is going to be against. I'm wondering. I don't know. So <laughs> this could be really interesting to see what's going to happen out there.
0: Uh, that Bane Conquest, I, I saw it in my, my orders for August. The ones I did this month. Uh-huh. They had the, the, the trade. Yeah, trade they, for they the whole thing, I think. Yeah,
1: because yeah, they'll probably have um, this month will end it. I imagine July will be a rest month. And then. August will be the month where it's like, Hey, here's the whole trade in case you missed the whole thing, you know, (laughs) kind of give some people some time there, but yeah. Um, let's see uh dark knights metal the resistance trade paperback now this is a trade so you don't have to rush to go get the first print but i would recommend it i really liked this story the resistance this is the one with nightwing green arrow uh the teen titans and there was suicide a fourth squad. Lead, suicide squad yeah and i just loved it i loved how they reimagined gotham as like kind of like a game of Thrones, level yeah, yeah you know they just had to go through each level and there'd be like the mr freeze domain the poison ivy domain and stuff like that i thought that one was really cool so if you want a neat story that just takes odds and ends of the dcu and throws them into a weird gotham that's the book for you um detective comics number 983 if i remember correctly this time this should be starting the new writer's arc and the reason i point this one out is because the variant cover will be by mark brooks he has done amazing stuff. This is going to be a guy to watch out for. Um, if those of you that are familiar with his names are probably are familiar with his name are probably saying, well, yeah, of course. Those of you that haven't, look out for this guy. I mean, this guy is this is gonna be some Alex Ross level stuff. He's got some beautiful, beautiful art flash 49 will be coming at us so this will be the issue before the final conclusion of the flash war so things are going to get really hot and i have to say i have been enjoying the flash war it's been fantastic hal jordan and the green lantern Corps number 47 this will continue on with the um, dark stars arc and if you read issue 46 two weeks ago you'll know that kind of put guy gardner in quite the spot so this time we're going to find out how he gets out of it and what's going on Um, if you're interested kind of a spoiler so the dark star armor comes and it's kind of like a green lantern ring it's like you have great justice in your heart or something like that so it presented itself to Guy Gardner while he was in a meeting with Arc Rillo now the greens and the yellows will not talk to each other 100% but Guy and Arc Rillo have a relationship because they're buddies so it's kind of like uh oh here's this armor and you know Guy's gonna be like screw that right no Guy says I'll take it so he bonds with the Dark Star armor, thus officially becoming a Dark Star. Wow. And then he winds up coming back to Earth, and he actually attacks his father. Oh! Um, he's, like, you know, ready to judge him for all the years of abuse, mental and physical abuse. So, wow, that was crazy. So uh, right before he was about to put the death blow out there, Ark Rillo shows up and luckily stops him. So this will probably pick up the loose threads from that fight. Now, I'm kind of – I'm surprised. I really thought it would have gone to John. Um. I don't know if Robert Vendetti, I mean, I imagine he does, and I hope he uses this pretty soon, but, you know, Jon Stewart has a history as a Dark Star. Yeah. And we haven't, I haven't really seen it come into play. You know, if anything, it's kind of like everybody's like, oh, who are these people? And it's like, well, I get it. This is, you know, DC rebirth, so who knows? But at the same time, you know, they've mentioned the whole uh you know, Planet Zanshi that John was responsible for. You know, letting it blow up and things like that. So, I mean, John's vast history seems like it's readily available. But is it just readily available to those that read it or know of it? You know, it's so.
0: uh, it's it's readily available to be picking and, pick and pick. chosen from. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But anyway, like the rest
0: of the DCU. Yeah, uh,
1: let's see. Uh, Man of Steel number five will be out there. Mera Queen of Atlantis, part five of six. I've been hearing good stuff about this. So, uh, if you want to get prepared to learn about Mera before the Aquaman movie, this would be a great Great book to go find the back issues of, and the Super Sons of Tomorrow trade paperback will be out there. I'd recommend it. I think it was a fun little story. Teen Titans so special. Be one.
0: one thing I didn't understand about that was that so Super Sons gets well, how many issues was it?
1: Oh well, the original run.
0: Yeah, this uh, this, this last. Yeah, yeah this, I, I want to say like I think it went to the forties. Okay. So you have that, that's ending, and then they're going to do Adventures of the Super Sun, but that's only going to be like a six-issue mini.
1: Yeah, it's either a six or maybe it's a 12. I thought it was But it's six. its definitely a series, like a limited series. Yeah. So yeah. I
0: was like, that seems weird. Why not just keep the book going and, well, and but put the thing is, last ones in there?
1: Well, it's been canceled long enough that it did get canceled, but luckily fans kept asking for more, oh. so that this is kind of like to please fans, the mini series, That's the way I'd see it. You know, So, I mean, it's it's definitely be vocal, but be vocal in the right ways. And this one kind of seemed that, you know, readers responded correctly to asking for more of the Super Sons, which they got. And, of course, with somebody like Pete Tomasi, you know, he's going to like, dude, I love writing this. So, yeah. of course, he's always up for it. So, yeah, so that's kind of how I looked at that one. Uh, but this one was kind of this one was the neat one with uh, the future. Evil Tim Drake that came back, and he was basically trying to be like, "I need to bring my friends back, and I want him to succeed because I miss Connor Kent and and, uh, and Barton, you know and Bart and all of them, and, you know." Uh,
0: Cassie Sandsmark,
1: yeah. So that'd be neat. So if you're a fan of Young Justice, uh, if you want to tear up a little, this would probably be the book for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teen Titans Special Number One will be out there. This will be now the Teen Titans uh, being affected by the you No know, Justice arc. And then, terrifics number five, and Wonder Woman number forty-nine.
0: So that's a that's a question that I, I. So this is the Teen Titans special number one. Yes. Now, is that the one that had the Nightwing? Beast no, that was Boy? the Titans. So that's Titans. Yeah. So we know coming out of uh, no, no Justice that the new Titans team is going to be uh, Steel, Natasha Irons, uh, Nightwing, uh, Beast Boy. Raven and Donna Troy. Yes. And, and then Miss, the one and, mysterious and guy and on the Marsh cover. Martin. Yeah, Miss Ms. Martian. Miss Martian. Oh, there's there's one more. Yeah, because I mean, at least I thought I
1: remember seeing somebody. I was like, who the heck's this guy on the cover?
0: So that is the new Titans team, which, you know, makes me want to know what happened to the rest of the Titans. So the original Teen Titans, like, uh, you know. Yeah,
1: where's Roy? Roy where's and Donna Wally? and stuff? Well, Donna's in the book. But, but yeah, like some of them, yeah, like what's going to happen?
0: The like Tempest and. But what happens to the Teen Titans team after No Justice? Is there a, a new book coming out, or is it they're keeping with that book? Who's going to be on that team? Is Damien still going to be leading that team?
1: So I do remember seeing Damien in the artwork. Um, I I want to say I think this is just a special, and then the book will continue with its previous numbering. I'm not 100% sure as I'm not reading the Teen Titans.
0: Yeah, I as well uh, quit reading the Teen Titans. I yeah. just wasn't into the... I don't know the, the the writing of it
1: Damian is just a hard character for myself
0: to follow um. but yeah um, I, I don't know it's just I, I've always had a, a problem with uh, the the way that they were writing those the Teen Titans in that, that I don't know who, who the writer was at the moment but like I, I don't know it just it didn't feel right it didn't feel like the Teen Titans that I wanted to read that's why I, I I jumped on Titans, though, because I really enjoyed that book, even right. with, uh, you know, characters I didn't know, like Bumblebee and, um, well, what's, uh he was, he was, oh, he became Guardian, right? Gabriel? Yeah, I think is so, his, yeah. his name? Or he came Guardian in Young Justice. I thought that he did the same thing in the comic books at one point. I think he may have yeah. Gabriel Hornblower because he's the he's he was Vox at one point and he could uh, he had like a power to blow a horn and teleport or some shit like that.
1: Yeah, it was a weird power. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah. No,
1: well this one so I finally got the list to come up. Uh Robin, Kid Flash, this would be the Wallace West Flash and Red Arrow. Now this is interesting because Is in Roy? N- oh, well, Emmy. It, yeah, it's it's a female Red Arrow. So those three are on the cover. Um, so they're going to be the ones dealing with, you know, we're tired of superhero status quos and the adults don't do anything about it. So. Oh, So you know.
0: champions? Yeah, <laughs> basically
1: this might be their version of the champion. So yeah, it's going to be the uber new wave of teen sidekick teen heroes that are going to be going through it. And I mean, not to disrespect the creative behind it, it's just... This is a group of characters that I'm not really too terribly interested in. So, but yeah, I think this is going to be the book that will be like. I think it's kind of like a zero issue, and then it'll go back into what it
0: was. One of the things is, is that I don't, I don't get any personality from Wallace. Maybe I just haven't read enough of him, but like, he, he just does. He just to me seems like a non-person. Like it doesn't. He doesn't have any, any, any. Traits, any personality, anything Like the, the, what was it, the Lazarus contract Seemed like that was their biggest push To give him some kind of uh, Yeah, let him do something Yeah, and it's just, he just fell flat for me
1: yeah, you know, honestly, I could agree with that. I don't think he's really found a voice yet. Um, I mean, when he's in the Flashbook, when I read him in the Flashbook, mm-hmm. he has something, but it's more he's a reactive character. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to him being progressive and you know doing things. And like you said, I, I felt like that um, the, the, the the that contract I thought Lazarus that one, contract. Lazarus contract I thought that was going to be big, especially with him kind of siding with Deathstroke right. afterwards and being like, "Look, Deathstroke wasn't necessarily doing a bad thing." so how can we think we're any better uh, yeah it's it's tough because they're so new characters yet and they haven't really had that run that's established them with their voice and what their views are so it kind of is like hey eh, you know i mean you're, you're taking a risk ultimately with the group but for me i just i always see the titans as like a welcoming group you know like they're that family they're that clubhouse it's that group you go to and with damien at the helm I just don't buy that as him like to me he should have been like the first Robin that wasn't a Titan you know that would have made more sense that, yeah. yeah to me like because like even though Jason was a Titan Jason was a Titan during that era of they didn't know what they were doing with Jason he hadn't found his rebellious voice and whatnot you know it was just like you know hell you could have just called him dick you could go back in those issues and <laughs> blurt it out and, and call him dick and everything would have been fine you know so like to me dick and tim definitely embrace the titans they should have been leaders jason was just there out of respect for the robin suit but to me damian shouldn't have been there
0: like the only know. reason why i get damian there is because he'd want to he'd want to lead the titans and be like see i can do it better than than dick grayson or tim drake right and I can, th- yeah and then there's also the whole like I'm ready to lead like thing. I could lead like to him. He's like, I could lead the justice league right now. I could do it just as good as my father, if not better. But Batman's never going to let that happen. So he's like, well, here you can have the teen Titans. I'll
1: take the next best thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, You know, maybe it's worth a shot. I I won't be picking it up, but I know it's going to be one of those big books. And if you're a fan of no justice, this will definitely have some of the fallout because Damien did play a part in that book, which didn't make much sense to
0: me <laughs> see, see you got batman leading the, the the justice league and you can sit there and argue with me that he's not the leader but he's <laughs> the leader you got t- you got drake, uh grayson leading the titans uh damian leading the teen titans uh jason todd leads the the outsider uh, no, the outlaw no, no. The out- yeah red hood and the outlaws yeah red, yeah red hood and the outlaws so tim drake he has to lead the outsiders, right? That's the last team left. <laughs> you had to just give it to him.
1: And it goes to Black Lightning. Sorry. Oh,
0: dang it. Tim Drake just has to sit there and be like, Does anybody remember me? Like, I was here for a very long time. <laughs> Please <laughs> well, didn't I
1: didn't we we were having one of our talks and I know one of us came up with the name of a DC book that hasn't been used that was a team name and it's like oh there you go that's where we put Connor Cassie and I think Tim. we called it
0: the, the, the Outsiders was but, it the Outsiders but like now they're gonna be using that again yeah
1: but yeah but there's dev- there's tons of names out there where it's like they should totally just you know put them in that and and there you go that'll that'll
0: it could be what Infinity Inc is still isn't being used there you just go called yeah. Infinity. Just yeah. don't chop the incorporated part. You don't need <laughs> that. Uh yeah. no, yeah. They, they definitely he needs to have his own team because he needs to have his own book. Like he's not in the Robin book. That'd be Damien's book, right? Is there I a robin? I don't even book think right there yet? is a Robin book Oh currently. dang.
1: Which, yeah, now that you bring it up, that is pretty wild for the fact that I mean there's always usually been a, a I mean, I guess
0: technically he's read Robin, so they could just do start a Red Robin book. And, and they did, which, by
1: the way, was amazing.
0: There's a New 52, right?
1: Uh Before. Oh. Okay, yeah. You're right. There may have been something during New 52. But no, actually, I don't think there was a Robin book during New 52 because it still would have been Damien. But no, but when Robin became Red Robin and they gave him that book, it was right around the time of Batman R.I.P. Like it was the spinoff book from that. Mm. And that was where Tim went. And he went on kind of like his global adventure. And he got into this whole like battle of wits with Rachel Ghoul. That book. Well, was I think I remember awesome. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's he, when he gave him the title of "You did good, Tim. You're a great detective." And, and was like, also <gasps>
0: like? Uh, wasn't that the part? Wasn't that the time when um, Bruce actually adopted him? So it would have been he was Tim Wayne, and he was he was walking around with those crutches to act like uh, Tim Dr- or Tim Wayne had like been injured but you know robin was actually still yeah
1: he used it to disguise himself from his secret identity yeah yeah, yeah he definitely that was the book where because he was adopted before that right but yeah that's where he finally played up it's like well technically i'm wayne and so I, mind, I
0: have the you know i have the wayne foundation be, to back me so i can go all around the world and start solve problems and stuff like that and then yeah wasn't he like into Lucius's daughter? Was it Lucius's daughter? I think
1: it was Lucius Fox's daughter because that's since obviously he was doing more with the Wayne Tech company. Right. Yeah. And so they wound up like the tabloids said they were engaged, but it was mainly because she found out about his identity. Right. So she was helping him. Yeah. Did,
0: they have, did anything ever happen? Because obviously we have uh Luke now. but yeah, What happened to her? Yeah. Is she still around? Hmm. That's interesting. So she's one of those missing characters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I I cut you off there. Yeah.
1: Well, but that, yeah, so that's all your stuff from DC, uh, Marvel. They're gonna have some great reprints coming at you. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 800. If you missed it, don't worry because here's the third printing. It's how good it did. Uh, and since we're talking Ant-Man, I'm gonna toss this in there. There's an Ant-Man and the Wasp Growing Pains trade paperback. Get it? And this one's what, what's that? I said get it Growing <laughs> Pains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one's really neat though because it will actually jump through various eras of. Ant Manology and all those characters. So you know if you're if you like what we're talking about and you want to take a risk, that would definitely be a trade paperback to go after. This one's a good one. Uh, Avengers No Surrender hardcover. So No Surrender was a 15 issue story arc that involved everyone. It brought all the titles back together, and uh, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, Black Panther number one will be getting a second printing, which is just in time for Black Panther issue two. So if you missed out, you can go ahead and get both those issues at your local comic shop. Deadpool assassin number two. So this is the darker Deadpool book, the more adult-oriented one. And the great thing about it is it's drawn by Mark Bagley. So if you want to get your... uh Hardcore Deadpool on. This is the way
0: to go. <laughs>
1: well, because the the more mainstream Marvel Deadpool, he's going to be a little bit more lighter. Right. But this is, you know, a Deadpool assassin. You
0: know, like like he's going to be The fact that he actually stuff. is a mercenary and yeah. kills people.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hunt for Wolverine, Mystery and Matterport number 1 is getting a second printer which is perfect because issue 2 will also be out there so you can get that one caught up Uh, Infinity Countdown Dark Hawk number 3 of 4 will be out there I've been enjoying Infinity Countdown and I actually bought the Dark Hawk books, I enjoyed it Uh, I really like what they're doing with that character line so I hope that there's some good um, follow through once this story arc is over Marvel Two and One will be celebrating issue seven. That's been a fun book, following the adventures of Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm. Multiple Man number one will be out. This is a five-issue miniseries that brings the uh, the Multiple Man back. Well, actually, I guess he's already been back, but he's back to life. He uh, he died during the Death of X crossover as well, and uh, so this will be interesting because somebody pointed this out. He doesn't have the M tattoo over his eye in this new in this series. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Is this multiple man
0: or is this just dupes? One of the dupes. Well, uh, the idea is supposed to be that if the the original dies, then all of them die. But who knows? Well, it would
1: always, yeah, it would always kind of go back to even like if one died, all the memories would transplant to the other, and so he would get both experiences. Yeah. I mean,
0: was it? Uh, I think Ultimate X Men did a good storyline where they had you know they just had the original the original multiple man just like hiding in a cave somewhere and just his. He just had all of his other dupes running around doing him, being him, and stuff, so that he could always stay alive. But I think
1: it was yeah something like that, which is kind of a neat twist because can't get hurt that way. But right. At the same time, you turn a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, he's getting all the experience anyway. So, True. You know. Kind of yeah. But anyway, so that's gonna be out there, and that should be perfect because don't we have a movie coming? for multiple man well right? or is okay that
0: so back just two guys got drunk and said yeah let's do this <laughs> well i say probably about a year ago it was james franco uh announced that he was going to be doing uh, multiple man or, or at least someone announced that james franco was gonna be multiple man uh i think that was before the the major negotiations of disney and fox started so as of right now i think all that stuff's being put on hold yeah, it's definitely
1: gonna be shelved well at least we got a comic book out of it so <laughs> there you go but um, anyways, continuing on, Old Man Hawkeye, number 6 of 12. So that's going to reach the halfway point of that miniseries, and I've heard good stuff about it from mm-hmm. you, so that's going to be exciting. Old Man Logan, number 42, will be out there. Uh, we're just going to rename it Old Man Marvel because of all the old people books out there. Yeah. Uh, Secret Empire will be getting a trade paperback, so if you missed out on the story and you're curious what everybody's talking about, this might be worthwhile. And Now, I have a heavy heart recommending this one because – I, I enjoyed Secret Empire, I thought it was interesting, really shucked things up, but I don't think Marvel's going to follow through with it, because technically we should have two Captain Americas out there. The Cap that became Captain America as we know him, and then, and then the E is Stevele.
0: Stevele, yeah. and then
1: Stevel was locked up in a shield compound, and then later on he was moved, I'm throwing air quotes, and then, you know, the guards that were moving whispered Hell Hydra in his ear. So it's like, well, where is he? Now, is Marvel going to remember that he's out there and use him sometime? Um, I don't know. And we do have a new Captain America writer coming. Actually, we have a new Captain America series coming next week. Um, So maybe that'll be something we'll see. So I don't know. But anyways, if you're interested in a story that really goes after the Captain America myths, there you go. Sentry number one will be out there. Yes, the Sentry, he's back. Um, I hope this creative team does something different. I hope they have him do something more than just fight himself as God. What was his evil version called? The, uh, the, Oh, the, the void. void. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't make that mistake. That's what everybody does all the time, and it just it gets old.
0: <laughs> I, I have that one on order, so I, I can't wait to find out what that, what that, what what they end up doing with that character. Good, I'll live vicarious through you then. Okay, <laughs>
1: uh, Thanos wins by Donnie Coates trade paperback. This one's been fun, and if you were curious about the whole cosmic ghostwriter aka old man punisher yeah. um this is the book and i'll be honest with you I, I luckily i was out of town and uh they had the whole run like thanos issues 13 through 18 all with their various printings so i bought it uh, i read it in you know an afternoon and it, it's just it's fun it's just the goofiness of comics uh it was a neat story that thanos put himself in um ultimately when you meet Cosmic Ghost Rider you're kind of like alright his story's pretty interesting so I know I'm more in it because of Frank Castle and what happens to him but I will be honest with you I enjoyed what I saw with uh, what was going on for Thanos
0: so, who'd you say that was it was Donnie Coates
1: yeah Donnie Coates uh, now, he's
0: is quickly Donnie Coates and a Danny Cates yes I believe there's so there's two different no
1: I'm sorry it's a Donnie Cates I okay mis- I mis- so I it's Donnie Cates yeah so uh, we'll I... amalgam those two people <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was gonna say I, I've been I mean I don't know if I've actually read any of his stuff yet but i keep seeing his name pop up on my like my comic book twitter so that, that it sounds like he's killing it over there at marvel like he's yeah he's
1: he's definitely going to be uh he's going to be somebody to watch yeah you know his his art or not his art but his writings have been really good so he's he's out there in a couple books i can't list them off the top of my head does but, he
0: have anything to do with the new avengers book or Thor no
1: book? no no that's still jason aaron huh okay yeah but uh, speaking of Thor, great segue, Thor number two will be out there. So um, last, uh, last issue, I know a lot of people are excited to see, you know, our, our Thor son, back in action. And, yes, he has a gold arm and a gold Mjolnir. But, you know, maybe this will lead something going back. Uh, it's a major ramification, to be honest with you. But, I mean, we've seen an Aquaman with a hook, and now he's back to two hands. So <laughs> you never know. It'll just find a good story to make sure it comes back. And since we're talking Ant-Men and things like that, Ant-Men and Women, uh, the True Believers line will have some great stuff. We'll have True Believers Ant-Man and Hawkeye Avengers Assemble number one, and True Believers Ant-Man presents Iron Man, The Ghost and the Machine number one. Now, The Ghost and the Machine will be exciting because that'll basically be a reprinting of The Ghost, her first or his first appearance, um, which is an interesting character. So I recommend that one. And The Ant-Man and Hawkeye. Excuse me, sorry, I got a little bit of hiccups there. Uh, that'll that'll basically be a reprint of the famous cover, well, the comic that has the cover with Hawkeye drawing his arrow back and Ant Man's on the arrowhead, right, which so, they used in Civil War. Yeah, they actually they, they gave us the real life version of it, so uh, it'll be kind of neat to finally get to see what that story is about because that is very much an iconic image. Um, let's see, Venom number three will be out there. That comic has been doing really good. Actually, I think that might be where uh, Donnie... Cates is. I think he's writing the new Venom book, if I Oh, okay. Correctly. Maybe that's what it so, was. So, yeah, and I know, like, issue number one did amazing. Uh, and this is perfect timing because I remember you asking about this. Wakanda Forever, Amazing Spider-Man, number one of three. So, this will have Spider-Man teaming up with the, uh, the Dora I forget Milaje? what he calls his,
0: what's that? The Dormilaje?
1: Yeah, with, uh, with those characters from the Black Panther movies. So, that'll be kind of interesting as they start getting worked into the Marvel Universe. And then, lastly, X-Men Blue, number 30, uh, the X-Men books, they're going to be going through some really, really crazy stuff here. They announced that they will be counseling both blue and gold. And um, I don't know. Like, I, obviously, we have X-Men something with an X ex- <laughs> ex- extermination. There we go. Sorry, because I keep every time my mind keeps going back to resurrection, which is what gave us blue and gold. Uh, but so anyways, yeah, they're going to cancel the X-Men books. I don't know if this will – I don't think it will affect Astonishing X-Men or X-Men Red, but you're canceling Blue and Gold. So odds are we're probably going to be getting an Uncanny X-Men book here pretty soon. Um, what are the other – oh,
0: excuse me. What are the other titles that they've had for X-Men books? There's X-Men Extreme. There was – Yeah,
1: Extreme X-Men, Extreme New Extreme. X-Men.
0: Um,
1: uncanny x-men yep uncanny just x-men adjectiveless (laughs) x-men
0: and then you already said astonishing Astonishing is what what they're doing right now right yeah
1: well i could honestly here's what i could see them doing um and i i I, tom taylor has been great but it's kind of funny because every time he jumps on one of these books like all right he launches wolverine and this is the x23 wolverine book right but all right, we're bringing Wolverine back. So then his series get canceled, you know, and I don't know if he jumped on for X 23 or not. I don't think he is the continuing writer, but I mean, from what I saw on Twitter and every other internet comic book. So website, sorry, (laughs) my words. Um, But anyways, you know, it seemed like it had positive reviews. So I kind of feel for him because it's like he launches these books and he does stuff and they get canceled because, Oh, we're going a different plan. So at least it's not because of him. But I would say you launch um, Uncanny X-Men, brand new book, then by the time X-Men Red probably does issue 12, that's where they can decide if they want to keep or go, and then you say, heck with it, and you either you know rebrand it as X-Men with issue 13 and beyond, or you give yourself the big anniversary number, whatever number X-Men would have been on. And there you go. You could do something like that. Okay. And then you could keep Astonishing X-Men because to me, when I think Astonishing, I I go first to X-Men because I think that was the first time we ever saw that. I mean, yes, we did have Tales to Astonish, which will relate to what we're talking about today, but Mm -hmm. I always consider it more of an X-Men title. But anyways, that's what's out there this last week of June, so luckily it'll be a little bit later on the
0: paycheck. And uh, what have you been reading this past week?
1: So I, like I mentioned, I read the uh, Thanos wins. I read those six issues. Um, It was fun. You know, I really liked um, Frank Castle's story. I thought it was neat because he, he winds up, you know, there's this. So the story goes old Thanos in some end of the universe type death scenario he calls upon the modern thanos our thanos brings him in the future and he's like you need to help me and then i really like how thanos is like well clearly you can't be thanos because you would not have asked for help you know because he's got this real mentality that a king or a Thanos would never ask for help. Right. I was like, ooh, that's pretty cool. But so anyway, so he winds up teaming up with them. Uh, Thanos has, you know, like a bodyguard, I guess, quote, unquote, and that would be the cosmic ghost rider. And basically what they're going to do is they're going to kill the last, uh, they're going to kill the last person that could stop them, which turns out to be the silver surfer and he's been missing for like i don't know two thousand years or something whatever crazy amount of time (laughs) but he's been missing because he's been working on making himself worthy Well, why would one become worthy so you could lift mjolnir so you have you know a silver surfer with cosmic powers wielding a mjolnir coming at you and you know the first time he punt or the first time he goes after cosmic Ghost Rider, he cracks him in the skull and just basically either kills him or you know whatever he takes him out of the battle um and so long story short thanos defeats uh silver surfer because there's two thanos than eyes <laughs> and um they defeat him and finally you know that's it all thanos has to do is die and then that's the end of the universe and death will be happy and young thanos is like well this is bullshit you know you didn't do it you know you still have to kill me and i'm not gonna let you kill me so easily and it's a conundrum battle because it's like well if i kill my younger self you know none of this could happen so they basically send him back in time and then lady death kind of like She's just standing there sad, and then it occurs to Thanos. He's like, wait, you're not here in a wedding gown because it's a black gown. You're here for a funeral, and then old man Thanos vanishes.
0: Well, someone didn't tell Catwoman anything because she's got that black wedding gown. Here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Well, colors colors, and weddings don't matter. It's, it's, you know, at least you're there, and you said yes, according okay. to the exit. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so but what was kind of cool, though, is one of the issues goes into Frank's story. So he's older. There's this big battle where Thanos comes to Earth, and he's attacking all the Marvel heroes Uh, Punisher gets taken down and as he's about to die he's like God I'd give anything to take Thanos down and that's when Mephesto appears and he's like oh anything huh so of course he trades his soul now he's got the spirit of vengeance so he helps but of course Thanos is gone by that point so then at at this point in the future there's nobody left on Earth so Ghost Ghost Rider Frank, Ghost Frank as I'll call him at this point, is just cruising around on this machine gun motorcycle and then Galactus shows up and he's like, I need help from Reed Richards because Thanos is out there kicking my ass and only Reed Richards can help. And then, you know, Ghost Frank is like, uh, uh, the Reed Richards is dead. Everybody's dead. It's just me. Uh, but can I ask you a question? And Galactus is holding his guts and he's like, what? What do you want? And he's like, are you real? because I've kind of been alone for a long time, and I don't know if I'm hallucinating, you know? So that's why I was thinking it was Deadpool. He's that Obviously, sense, he's clearly yeah. gone insane, you know? So it's like, okay. So those two wind up helping each other, and then they just go on a fucking rampage. So, like, you see, like, an, like a, a very... Uh, Oh, God, I can't. I just lost the word. But a military, militaristic-looking Galactus, wow. you know. And, you know, he, he's just, like, with this giant gun. So I'm like, you know how fucking big that gun will be? <laughs> like It's like he's holding a damn train as a yeah. handgun, you know. So him and Frank are running around, pew, 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 you know, killing everything in sight, hunting down Thanos. Finally, they find Thanos. Or no, so, yeah, and Galact. I forgot. So before, you know, before Galactus can fade away, uh, ghost Frank is like, God, I'd give anything to stop Thanos. And then Galactus is like, oh, really? You know, so then he gives him the power cosmic. So now, you know, Frank has the spirit of vengeance and the power cosmic. So he finally becomes the cosmic ghost rider. So him and, and war savage Galactus are going across the universe. They finally find Thanos thanos just viciously kills galactus in like one move and then frank is like son of a bitch and you know so thanos is like well yeah you don't have to kill me because i'm out stopping all the bad guys in the universe so why don't you help me and crazy frank ghostwriter cosmic punisher Ghost Rider, spirit of vengeance whatever it is now okay why not you know i got nothing else to do so yeah so it was, i mean it's, it's way better than what i'm recalling i mean
0: it was a fun issue i mean that sounds ridiculous <laughs> to give him all that power but you know yeah. there's only one le- one power left you just need to give him the phoenix force too no no kidding <laughs> and
1: when they have the miniseries come out there you go that's the last thing he'll have to get there left. you go uh but so yes yeah, so i read that um I read Justice League number two. Um, It was a good issue. It was definitely a filler issue, I felt like. You know, like it's the space between some stuff. But we get introduced to the Speed Force. Or, sorry, the Still Force, which is the opposite of the Speed Force. We get introduced to the Ultraviolet Lanterns. Uh, Jon Stewart's recruited reluctantly, but I believe, and it's funny nobody else is jumping on this, but it sounds like he did the Ultraviolet Lantern Corps Oath. In his first appearance, he says oh, wow. it, you know, because it's he's giving this rhyme scheme. So I'm like, oh, that must be the oath. So I don't see anybody going crazy. There's a baby in there. Um, and they're like, oh, who could this baby be? And Luther's like, you'll know who the baby is as he's talking to Solovar. Oh, God, no. What's the, the evil flash monkey villain? Um, oh, Gorilla Grodd? Gorilla Grodd as he's talking to Grodd. And he's like, you should recognize him. I'm calling it. I think it's the Turtle Man. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, because the Turtle Man was old as dirt when he fought Barry. God, I think he fought Barry in Showcase Number 4 or something, like Barry's second or third appearance. So I think it's just him. I think that's that the still force must have...
0: Birthed the new turtle. Yeah, you
1: know, it, 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 it made him a baby somehow. Uh, I read Avengers Number 3. Uh, I enjoyed that. I'm very curious to see when the final host gets the smackdown. It's been interesting seeing these two new teams come together. I like it because for once these teams feel like they're powerful again uh they feel like you know like this is the action book this is where all the cool stuff is happening um i read batman 49 wow i don't want to spoil it for you because i know you're reading this book but holy crap that issue was awesome uh man of steel number four was out i read that i was kind of bummed like, this is the first issue. But again, I'm not saying it was a bad issue. It was just that filler issue, you know? So it's like, well, I think I'd rather have a five-issue miniseries than a six-issue miniseries. But luckily, Kevin McGuire was there to deliver some beautiful art, so that was always exciting. And nothing else is jumping at me, so I think that was about what I read. I think, what about you? Are sorry?
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, the only thing that I think I cracked open this week was uh, issue one of The Immortal Men. Uh, once Ooh. again, one of the new books that to come out of uh, Dark Knight Metal. Dark Knight's Metal! <laughs> uh, it's uh, part of the New Age of Heroes uh, line in D.C. <laughs>
1: Which this, already feels old. <laughs> yeah, this
0: one is uh, the Jim Lee Project. Um, he's the, the main artist on it. So with this whole New Age of Heroes, it was, like, it was showcasing a lot of just the artists and stuff, right? Pretty much. These were books that were going to be artist-driven. And this one is written by James in yeah, James in the Fourth, IV, yeah, yeah, great writer by the way.
1: Well, I mean,
0: I don't know, I don't know about his other shut stuff. Shut your mouth! But
1: hey, he did, uh, he did uh, Detective Comics,
0: if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah, he, he, I, I like his Detective Comics, but this Immortal Men. Oh no, it's such a bummer. Well, it's just like it's, I know it's only the first issue, but it just felt like they tried to cram in so much like backstory into the first issue. Like, just parse it out like a little bit, you know? Like, All right. you know, have have a little bit in the first issue. Give us some action in the second issue. Third issue, drop a little bit more. And then, you know, fifth fifth issue, just be, okay, here's some. Here's a lot of the story. You know, like, just don't cram everything in in the first, like, issue. Just so Because like, I got naked on the first date, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, it, they're, they're, they're doing all this, like, oh, there's this whole world of uh, immortal people that you have lived forever that you've never known about and our heroes have never known about. They've stayed in secret. It's like, really? How do you stay in secret from people like martian manhunter or well, what about the Batman? immortals we do know like yeah. how come
1: you know like vandal savage and and Ra's rachel ghoul yeah you know, like come on they should have been like fucking steve over there is an immortal yeah we know that
0: <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty of uh, people that have lived forever in the dc universe and we're gonna just sit there and be like oh well we didn't know about these people. That's a
1: bummer because that's what I thought the Immortal Men book was going to be. It was taking advantage of the immortal characters that, that already, already do existed, have. Yeah. Now you're telling me they gave us
0: more. Yeah, ah. I mean, maybe in the n- next couple issues you'll find out that because what they have is different factions. So so far we have only seen two factions and they're fighting against each other. There's uh, and there's the the one that's 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 that we're following that. Um, uh, is led by a man called the Immortal Man, which I think might be the old character from. Was that Mitch Shelley? No, that's the Resurrection Man. Oh, okay. But no, there's like some other like uh, Golden Age character, maybe Silver Age character called the Immortal Man.
1: Yeah, there's been something.
0: <laughs> so uh, they'll uh, uh, they he was the leader of of this group, but uh, and you know before the events of the first issue, he's dead. So the their group is trying to figure out, and the you know the characters all have different powers, and they're we're following around this one kid who comes to find out that he's an immortal man or an immortal or something like that, uh-huh. and and now he's going, you know, he doesn't quite understand this whole new world that he's being thrown into, and I don't know, it's it's all very 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 strange and and needs to, something, needs to, I don't know.
1: Wow, that's a shame because James Tynion, I mean, you know firsthand with Detective, I mean, he yeah, balanced Detective is great such a, a vast variety of characters mm-hmm. gave them all moments didn't feel like you probably never felt this much not sound mean but bloat in one issue wow
0: that's such a bummer to hear i'm but, guessing the only reason why is because with you know detective most of the people reading that book are already going to know all those characters and you don't need to that's sit true. there and just create a backstory for everybody but now that's what you're you're not only creating a backstory for a brand new character you're creating a backstory for a whole world of characters like what 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 is this world why is it it what it is and you know where did it come from and why has it been secret all this time how have they not
1: been discovered by batman
0: (laughs) who knows everything or Amanda waller for that for that matter that's true (laughs) so uh that's pretty much the only thing that i cracked into this week um but uh i I guess i'll i'll probably give it a couple more issues especially since they're still gonna be coming in my order but yeah
1: you're at least up to three uh, so (laughs) yeah
0: i think i'm up to five but uh I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna keep them much longer. And I think. I think my new thing is six issues. If I if I can't get get a, a good story in six issues, then you don't deserve. My you know, money.
1: that's where I'm at. It's I look at when the first arc ends, mm-hmm. and by that point, like for example, with the Terrifics, I'm excited for that book, but I still have not read issue one. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, yes, I'm busy. Yes, I read a lot of comics. But that tells me that if that couldn't have made it to the read-up pile by now, mm-hmm. it might not have been too exciting. And I, I hate to say this because I want to see everybody get a great opportunity, but I just feel like this initiative, the new age of heroes, I feel like it just kind of fell flat. Yeah. Like It's almost like you know you had new 52 and then it went all the way through to like issue 40s and they did that rebranding with the whole dcu and this is when you had the truth superman and the jim gordon batman and some of those ideas were neat one of the (laughs) two maybe you know but some of them really fell flat and it was just kind of like a non-event you know and it's like i almost kind of feel like that's what happened it's like yay we got dark knights metal and it was supposed to be the dark crisis hooray this was cool and here comes the new age of i don't care (laughs) (laughs) you know so i don't know it just it i don't know
0: yeah the (laughs) the terrifics i mean i i want that to be done well because i love plastic man and metamorpho and mr terrific but uh yeah it's it's not captured me yet either like it, it something needs to happen in that as well it's yeah this whole new age of heroes like i i i think i think i've I've only started three books uh, out of it: uh, The Terrifics, Immortal Men, and uh, Sideways. Sideways, yeah. But I've also jumped onto Challengers, but that hasn't actually come yet. I don't believe so.
1: Yeah, I don't think your physical copy. Yeah, was it
0: out, my f- yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right, that's what we've been reading this week. Let's get into the PIM part of the Pymverse. Universe, <laughs> the Pymverse. Uh, I like like we said. I mean, these this pink pink Pym and Janet Van Dyne are the are founding members of the Avengers. The MCU wouldn't have you know that, but they are founding members of the Avengers. Yep, uh, Janet Van Dyne named them. Uh, really? Yeah, there back in go. Avengers number one. But we have uh, Hank Pym. His first uh, appearance is Tales of Assange number 27, June, January 1962, whereas Janet's first appearance is Tales of Assange number 44, June of 1963. So almost... Or, more than a year later.
1: Yeah. Well, see, so here's the thing. When when Hank Pym first appeared, and actually in that issue you referenced Tales to Astonish number 27, that is the first time we get Pym particles. Mm. But we only have Hank Pym in a lab coat. This is the man in the anthill. So Tales to Astonish back then was kind of like a Tales from the Crypt type book it was an anthology book, yeah or different so things this kind of. was just like a one-time story beat then luckily hey the numbers are coming back people liked fantastic four uh there's there's more vast array to heroes so if i remember correctly i think uh hank pym was a joint production between stan lee larry lieber stan's brother and jack kirby so hey let's go back and i think like It took a couple issues later, like I think like probably Tales to Astonish number 30, somewhere around there, and then you had like a three-park arc that basically started watching Hank Pym grow as a character, and then finally to getting a suit and formally becoming the Ant-Man. I don't know how quick they said it, because I forget if it was either in Tales to Astonish 44, which was Janet's first appearance, but Hank Pym is a widower. Mm. Even way back in the early Silver Age. So he was married to his wife who was, I don't I know she was Russian, but I don't think she was like a Russian secret agent or something. The way or, that they have you know, her now. Yeah. So she was killed. And, you know, with it being a foreign issue, basically Hank saw no justice. Um, Janet Van Dyne, her dad was being attacked. Like he was obviously a very rich socialite and, and she was a rich socialite and so she goes to Hank Pym and she's like look I know you know like your your wife was killed and Hank was very reluctant to work with Janet because Janet was the spitting image of his deceased wife oh wow yeah and he didn't want to work with her because he didn't want to open that part of himself up you know it was just easier to be you know alone vengeance of the Hill, you know um, an ant crashed through his window, and therefore, yeah, of course, <laughs> one thing that brought him
0: fear as a child, yeah. he knew it now. What do criminals hate? <laughs> they hate
1: ants, aunt which bites. is a true statement. <laughs> Everybody hates ant yeah. bites. So, anyways, but anyways, uh, so Janet was like, "I need your help." You know, what can you do? So he. Okay, let me take you to my secret lab. Turns out I'm Ant-Man. And so he helps her gain powers. Not like how he does, but she gets actual powers. Now, she still uses the Pym particles to shrink, to shrink and eventually grow like he does. Um, but he implanted so that way when she would shrink, she would wind up growing wings. And I believe she also had a wasp sting as well. Right. And Ant-Man just could shrink and grow and talk to ants via the helmet right so that's how those two became superheroes and from that we have janet and hank and the pym particles and then years later we we get more and more of the family
0: so talking about that let's go through the the list of just the names that hank pym has used throughout the years oh my gosh so you have first off ant-man Yep, Ant-Man. Then when they start the Avengers, and I imagine there might be something out through between there, but he also becomes a giant man.
1: Yes, and the reason why he became giant man, Hulk left the team. So they needed so they a bigger needed a character, bigger character okay. and
0: hey, if he can go small, why couldn't he go big? And that, that's another thing, we should talk about Pym Particles. Uh, I think the, the movie kind of does a, a good idea of what it is, because it's not the, the shrinking of a person, but shrinking the space between their atoms something yeah yeah, and that's why you get things like uh the the well the atomic punch was was adam the the yeah, adam, that was first, the adam. Yeah. but they've they've kind of done the same thing over in uh marvel now where uh because they shrunk down his density still stays the same so or i should say his weight still stays the same so his density becomes stronger yeah well he's his more mass, compact yeah. So, yeah so when you get punched by a uh, one inch man, it's feels like a bullet hitting you because of all of that weight behind it. Yeah. Um, that's why in the movie, when you see him hit the, that rooftop, he still, or the, the roof of the car, it dents the car. it's like, you think that yeah, it, like no man could sh- do that, it but it should just kill because it. Cause he's but, grown.
1: It amplifies. Yeah. Um,
0: but then you, should, you would think that the other way around when he becomes bigger he should be weaker because his spa- the space between his molecules uh, he, are...
1: They used to do that actually. Uh, he When he would go to be giant man he could only do it for so much time. Uh-huh. And he was like oh this is really putting a strain on me. But you know as the comics developed I'm sure they found like oh you know if I put this little additive in there it'll make yeah. me better. You know they they took some of the venom formula and mixed it with the pim Particles and <laughs> <laughs> giant madness. <laughs> so then you also have Goliath. Yep, then he became Goliath, which was that crazy blue and yellow costume.
0: Now, was that because of the Avengers color scheme? Like, the, the reason why he decided to go blue and yellow?
1: I don't know, to be honest with you. I couldn't tell you the design process behind that. I just, I know, I, I think probably because he was red and black.
0: So, the yeah, so they kind of went, you know, went the
1: opposites, blue and yellow. Uh,
0: there is um a yellow jacket.
1: Yep, then he became the yellow jacket, which was a very low point in the career of Hank Pym.
0: Because that was the um, crazy him. That was the crazy yeah, version exactly. of him that, that had br- had a mental breakdown and he, yep. he he thought, well, Yellowjack was like, I can be the I could be the leader of the Avengers cuz I'm the best. I'm the smartest of the one here and you know I'm uh, the one willing to take risks and, and do the things. And you know Hank is is a is a wuss and all that stuff. Uh he was also wasp at one point after Janet had died during Secret Invasion.
1: Yep, and that was when he was the Sorcerer Supreme as well. Or no, the he scientist. got the title, Supreme. scientist. There you go. Thank you.
0: Uh, which we end up finding out later on that was all bull. Like some some entity was just oh, find him yeah, or some I know shit Poor like that, right? Him. Yep. Um. Uh. Now, currently, he is part Ultron, which has to be said that he is the original creator of Ultron. Yes, not
1: uh, not Tony Stark,
0: Stark, and they used his, he used his own brain waves to map the brain for Ultron. So it's essentially a child of his, a clone of his. You know, it, it's it's The same version of him, but malevolent. Yeah. Um, Any other names am I missing? Uh,
1: Dr. Pym, actually... I think that was during, I mean, uh, that's a given, but he actually ran around as, oh, it's Dr. Pym, you know. Uh, I want to say I think this was around the West Coast or West Coast Avengers or Avengers West Coast. Is that the outfit that had
0: all the pouches and had yeah, all the little he, things inside of yeah, it? that he you could, know, uh, he was just like,
1: oh, keep all my cool tools in here. And it's kind of like, you know, Reed Richards' uh, unstable molecules mixed with Pym particles right. types of stuff. Yeah. So
0: then if you just stick to the Ant-Man name or the Giant-Man name or the Goliath name, you have Bill Foster as a Goliath. Well, okay, so this is an error. So if we go
1: Goliath, I think the first person to take on that legacy was Hawkeye. Oh, so Clint Barton. Yeah, because he kind of had a little bit of an inferior complex because he's like everybody's got powers and I'm here fighting with an ancient weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so he became the giant, or he became Goliath as well. And then you had uh, Bill Foster, who became the Black Goliath. Right.
0: That's, that was the name he chose. But by the time he dies in Civil War, I believe he's just Goliath. Yeah, I think by they that point, the black part. yeah, they kind of realized,
1: like, hey, every time we make a black superhero, there we go. call him Black, you know. <laughs> black so, Lightning, yeah. Black Vulcan, yeah. Well, yeah, so.
0: Um, and then uh, now it's Bill uh, Bill Foster Jr., no, happened. Tom Foster. Sorry. Oh, it's, it's Tom, Tom Fo- Foster. Okay. Yeah, I, I,
1: I thought it was Bill Jr. as well, but no, he's he's officially credited as Tom Foster carrying on the legacy of Bill Foster. And, you know, the, the death of Bill Foster when they did that in Civil, uh, War. Civil War, that was gross.
0: Yeah, the, the lightning mean, bolt through the chest. Well, like
1: I get how he died, but I just thought it was so sad that it's like they couldn't have found a way to shrink him down to normal size instead of like just dig a big hole, wrap him up in a tar up, and toss him in. Yeah. Like, I thought that one was just like really like I, I uh, you know like <laughs> damn and then like it was done so quick like it wasn't you know like oh here we go you know I mean I get it because usually those events are triggered by something because you know Civil war was like all right we're gonna we're gonna take some people on and whatnot but yeah so it was I don't know I just but yeah that was a sad moment you know when when Bill Foster was killed that way um, the aftermath of it <laughs> yeah
0: uh, for Ant-Man, the next one to have it would be Scott Lang, who we follow in the movie.
1: Yep, and I was reading about him. This was kind of interesting. So Scott Lang first appears in Avengers issue 181, which was March of 1979. Wow, that's pretty far back. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of an older character. But then he becomes Ant-Man in a book called Marvel Premiere, issue 47, April of 79. So they must have had that link to be a two-parter, unless the timing was just... Maybe the books got scheduled differently or something. <laughs> but, yeah, he actually, so he knew he knew Hank Pym. Um, he knew about the particles and whatnot. And he was also a very smart man himself. But it was, you know, his daughter was in danger, and he just had to go after it. So he, same thing, he breaks into Hank Pym's lab, steals the Ant-Man getup, and, and goes after it. Um, once he does rescue his daughter, he does go back to Hank, or to, yeah, to Hank. And he's like, hey, man, look, I'm sorry I did this. But here's why, and then at that point, Hank is, I think he's Doctor Pym, mm. and he's just kind of like, no, go ahead, be Ant Man.
0: So that's how and he becomes that. Speaking of his daughter, uh, Cassie.
1: Yeah, Cassie Lang.
0: Cassie Lang. She eventually grows up to be, or doesn't grow up, but in her teenage years, becomes stature. Who well, so a-
1: this was funny because she was she was kind of she has that curse that Franklin Richard has. You're always a kid. Because we can't age your adult. So if we have the kid grow, the adults grown. So she was forever a kid. But then when we had the whole MC2 what if issue, you know, what if Spider-Girl or what if Spider-Man had a daughter, which became May made a Parker Spider-Girl, which launched the whole MC2, she became Stinger. So she kind of looked like Wasp. Right. And that's the first time we see her as a hero. So I think years later, they kind of say, oh, we'll let her grow up two or three years later and become stature so Yeah, we get of the, the young, young Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, so yeah.
0: She, she went the other way. She went, instead of being an ant person like her father, she went as a giant person like his predecessor.
1: Yeah. So that makes you question who the dad is. No. no. <laughs> Sorry, that joke. <laughs>
0: uh, then the next ant man, I believe, would be Eric O'Grady. Who, yeah, Ant Man number three. So Herbal after Reagan. Scott Lang dies during Avengers disassemble, thank you. Uh, he uh, the the suit goes to Shield. Uh, they were going to... Oh, I'm sorry. They're going to give it to another character, a different S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, who was supposed to get it first. I think his name was Mitch. It
1: was, because I remember <laughs> it was like right around that time you and I were just having this goofy conversation, like, who's a character with our name? Nobody. And then this new Ant-Man book because it's like, hey, there's going to be a guy. He's going to be the next... Or he's going to be next, next Ant-Man. And he gets killed. He gets killed in the very... <laughs> no, his face. Oh, that's Didn't, right. Didn't like, he got like waffle iron to the face or something He gets like that? He gets...
0: He gets destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Scott being, or not Scott, but Eric O'Grady being the low life that he is, he's like, well, I'm going to protect myself during this big incursion. I'm just going to put the suit on. And he becomes the new irredeemable ant man. Uh, I yeah. think eventually that Mitch character comes back and he comes, he's kind of a bad guy too, Eric yeah, O'Grady, because no, he's, he's like, you stole my shit Yeah, kind of thing. And uh, if
1: I remember correctly, I don't want to give credit, but if I remember correctly, I think Eric O'Grady is created by uh, Robert Kirkman oh really yeah I think he I could see the, that I think he was the guy behind that whole thing and I just remember what was it the shower scene of Miss Marvel yeah. and Ergo Grady is like oh my god <laughs> <laughs>
0: um well that's why he's irredeemable uh so then, Eric O'Grady. Then eventually, Eric O'Grady becomes uh, what Black Ant as a as a yeah, villain during Secret so Invasion. He decides or a Secret to, Empire.
1: Yeah, Secret Empire. Well, I want to say before that because this was the, and this is where I get lost with it because Captain America personally picks Eric O'Grady to be, to on be part of the Secret, secret Avengers. Avengers. That's right. And then somewhere between Secret Avengers and I don't know where he becomes a bad guy. Uh, maybe the Thunderbolts book. I don't know. Ooh, that's, that could be it. Yeah okay yeah Robert Kirkman and Phil Hester Hester uh, I remember that created Eric O'Grady
0: so uh, now he's currently Black Ant and he's a villain. Um, uh, Then we talked about this I think last week there is another giant man a Hispanic fellow I don't the only thing I saw him was during Secret Empire when he's helping out uh, hologram Tony to build stuff.
1: Yeah I'm gonna pronounce this wrong Uh, Raz Malathra
0: maybe he's not hispanic maybe it's maybe he's maybe middle, he eastern. middle eastern middle eastern yeah. yeah uh so you have yeah you have that giant man uh who else am i missing over did darren cross ever did he ever exist because that's the villain from the first ant-man movie he was yellow jacket in that did he ever exist in the comic books? you know and
1: darn it that's the name i, I wish i had checked on um i don't know i'll get back to you in a second but i forgot there was one more if we're talking about goliaths um Eric Jostin, that name should probably ring a bell to you uh, because he became the evil Goliath as part of the, uh, oh, no, sorry, he started off as Power Man, uh, then he became Smuggler, then became Goliath, but that was all part of the Masters of Evil. Then he finally found redemption with the first group of Thunderbolts
0: as Atlas. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah that's right, he was, okay, yeah, he was the, and then he became, he still, he uses pin Particles to become Atlas. Yes, So,
1: So, yeah. So, there was a character I forgot about there. So, that takes care of... We've covered all the Ant-Men. We've covered all the Goliaths. Do you want to... Go ahead and talk about the Wasps real quick.
0: So, we have... uh, Janet Van Dyne is the first Wasp. And then, uh, you go into... uh, Scott... No, not Scott. uh, Hank. He becomes Wasp after he believes Janet dies during secret invasion. Uh, Then... I, and I don't know enough about Nadia Pym. I don't even know if they call her P- Nadia Pym, but she's uh, the, the daughter of Hank and that first wife that you were talking about, the Russian wife. Yeah. Uh, she is the she is a wasp, or I think she's called Red, Red Wasp now. And uh, she is... Obviously, she's just as intelligent as her father, if not more. She's created the new G.I.R.L. group, which is the... I, I think they. I mean, I don't. I, I think her and um, Riri kind of do stuff together to invent new things, and, and so definitely a better relationship between that uh, Pym and that Iron Man than the original Pym and Iron right. Man. Like it seems like uh, Scott, or no, sorry Scott. I don't know. Why I keep saying Scott, but Hank, Hank and Tony always are kind of at each other's odds to, because they got to prove who's the better scientist. But obviously, really, Riri and, and uh, Nadia get along really well.
1: Yeah, they are definitely being the the younger teenagers with that scientific background. And then what's crazy with Nadia, with her having that Russian background, they also, if I remember correctly, I think they've had her be part of the Red Room she process. Was, yeah, she so was kind of got like some Black Widow esque fighting
0: skills. I think that's why they. I, she's probably why she adopted the red part of her Red Wasp uh, persona now.
1: Yeah. Um, so looking up uh, Darren Cross, he actually so he appeared in Marvel Premiere number forty-seven. So he definitely would have been more of a. Uh, Scott Lang actually yeah he he first appears with Scott Lang uh, when Scott Lang becomes the Ant-Man and he does become a future Yellow Jacket so just like in the movie they had he did become a Yellow Jacket as well
0: nice so okay uh, I don't know of any other characters that would eventually become Wasp or were, took on the name of Wasp and I don't think Janet has ever taken on any other names other than Wasp
1: well some interesting stuff so kind of taking a sidebar so Cassie Lang became Stinger which would be kind of like an homage to Wasp and her father right um, then you had also in that MC2 world you had the you actually had Nadia Van Dyne she and was she evil was though the, the the Red Queen if I remember yeah she was the Red Queen which was the evil child of Hank and Janet and she was the one that helped form the Revengers because right. she was so mad at it then obviously when they brought her in or not her but when they re- when they brought that kind main, of concept yeah. into the main Marvel comics. That's where they went with Hope Van or Hope him or Hope Van Dyne. Yeah. She's Van Dyne in the movie, right? She is Hope Van Dyne in the movie because okay, she
0: doesn't have ho- uh, love for her father in the first movie. She, she, after Janet died, disappeared, you know, he kind of became very uh, closed off and, in his excuses that he was looking for a way to save her mother, but he wasn't around for his daughter and she took on her name uh, but then they also show that in the in the history for um, Nadia that at some point Nadia calls herself Nadia Van Dyne, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like She shouldn't have any access yeah. to that. I name. think she
1: probably just used it as like a, a code front name because I ran across that too as well, and I thought the same thing in my mind. I was like, oh, they must have made a mistake. Mm. But if it like I didn't look at the Wikipedia, I found it somewhere else as well. So I think that must have been something in story because she's relatively new, like maybe two years old as a character. Right. Yeah. Uh, Well, one last character then I would bring up was Rita DeMara and she was the female Yellow Jacket. Oh. And she was kind of a. She was a tough character because she, I believe she started off as a supervillain, but she didn't really want to be a supervillain, but it was just kind of the thing to do, and then finally became a superheroine. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think they they actually wound up... She sacrificed herself. To do so, what? Do you, um, do you- well, let me see here. Okay, so she was... She did die... Um she wanted to return back to her time, so she wound up being on, like, an adventure. Uh, she was controlled by Immortus.
0: Ooh, so another then, version of Kang.
1: Yeah, which is another version of Kang. So at that point, with her being controlled, it was actually Iron Man who killed her. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So that all takes place in Avengers The Crossing. Do yourself a favor. Stay away from that era. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that era, so that makes sense because, like... I, I want to say they kind of had this idea that the Avengers if left like this is again Avengers in the 90s. So I think they had this idea that if the Avengers were left unchecked, they would just get so crazy, powerful and corrupt that they would eventually take to the stars, you know, and that's why you had the USS Captain America. And that was like their Avengers ship and Mm. they would just go around being evil. So, you know, uh, Kang, a.k.a. Immortus, a.k.a. whoever else throughout time. So he decides to go back, and he's like, your Iron Man's corrupt, and you have to kill him. So that's where they bring Teen Tony in. Uh, so obviously that was one of the acts that led the Avengers to being like, oh, shit, our Tony Stark is crazy because he did kill Yellowjacket. Uh, but she was resurrected during the Chaos War storyline. This story eludes me. Because I, I, I do remember it, but I didn't. I was like, ah, I'm gonna take a pass on it. But apparently, it was like major in the Avengers and the X Men books, where it kind of brought some characters back to life. So yeah, we had Yellow Jacket, uh, Swordsman, and the Shi'ar Warrior Death Cry. They're actually given you know a second chance at life. So once they defeated the Chaos King, uh, a couple of members of the Alpha Flight were also restored. And so yeah, so we do have a Yellow Jacket out there. Rita is back to life. Hmm. Just haven't seen her in much action.
0: So, uh, what it looks like in the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, that the villain, that the main villain that we're gonna get, or at least one of the villains we're gonna get, is Ghost. Yeah, uh, they've changed the character to female in the movie, uh, and it looks like she might get her powers either from the quantum verse that we will see them travel to, or maybe even some type of pin particle uh, mishap. But in the uh, the actual comic book version of the character. It's a gentleman. Uh, we don't know his actual name. There's still a lot of mystery to his character. The, yeah. the first time I ever saw him was during his run in Thunderbolts. Uh, he, to me, he always came off as more of a Tony Stark or Iron Man villain. Like, cause he really hates the Starks and the idea of, you know, how much and tech they have greed corporate greed. Uh, um, but, uh, it looks like in this one, it's more the the Pims that she's uh, angry with, and uh, she might be some type of corporate spy that got caught up in something. Um, so I and I, I like that actress. I forget what her her name is, but she Hannah was Anna John Carmen. Kamen? Kamen? Yeah, she uh, used to be, or she is, on a show called Gil- Killjoys on the uh, the Sci Fi Channel, and she did an episode of Black Mirror. I believe it was called Playtest. Uh, but um, yeah, great actress, uh, very physical, obviously, and uh, she should do great. She was also recently in um, Ready Player One movie. No, oh. she was the merc uh, or security oh, specialist yeah. in, in that that that's ready to kill uh, Wade at at whenever you know when, when it needs to be done. But uh, I'm excited to see what they do with her. Now uh, I I know we wanted to say where we first saw the characters of uh Hank Pym and, and Wasp or Hank Pym and Janet Dine I say the or Van Dyne the first thing I ever saw them in I believe was Avengers Forever because that was the I think that was my first jump onto an Avengers book nice but I think my deep dive into their character which would have would have been the Ultimates like I I know that oh yeah they obviously existed before that and you know have a rich history and stuff but my first real like uh exposure exposure to them, to them yeah. would have been the one and obviously the ultimates was a, a much more hyper version of those characters of oh, all yeah. the characters so uh they really went with that whole uh at one point in time hank hit and the abusive side yeah, of the, the relationship yeah, yeah exactly so they they really went into that it, it it made uh made it so that uh cap and janet eventually ended up having a relationship because in in the Ultimates because of uh uh, Hank being Hanked kind of a him, dick, yeah. and and uh, and that they they really did the whole like in that in that version they made it so the Captain America could could take down just about anybody. Like you saw him take down the Hulk, you saw him take oh, down yeah. Giant Man, like like easily. Not I'm not talking about like there was having a struggle. Here, no, right? yeah, no, he did it. He did it easily. So oh, they definitely amped up his power source. What's the first like version of those two characters for you?
1: So for me, actually, so when I first uh, met Hank Pym, I want to say. And I, I believe it would have been Avengers Volume 3. Uh, this was that whole Heroes Return era. And, uh, you know, Kurt Busek and George Perez, they were writing the Avengers, mm-hmm. writing and drawing – and you know, basically, it started with the classic team, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" So I, you know, I read their stories in there, and you know, right off the bat, Hank and Janet were the first ones to basically be like, "Hey, we're gonna leave the team. We're gonna focus on our relationship." Because I remember he took out a beeper, you know, because yeah. this is that era. It turns out to be a little ship, and they shrink down, landed it, and fly off on, you know, a couple's retreat. So then I went and I bought the Marvel Masterworks: The Avengers Number One, and I remember reading, you know, the uh, the first tales of the Avengers and then I got to see him back in their classic days. Um, For me, where I really, like, I guess cared a lot about Hank Pym would have been that run, and Janet as well. Uh, Just to see, I want to say it was Ultron Unleashed or Ultron Attacks. I forget, but anyways, they did a big uh, Ultron story in that arc, and that was the one where Ultron goes and he takes over, like, this third-world country, kills all the people, and then reanimates them with technology so they're basically like soldiers and he was going around and, and it introduced me to the concept of like how crazy like people always say this the, the summer's gray tree yeah. is crazy no this one's wilder because it's like Ultron does all this stuff and he's like well I do it for my mother and father aka Hank and Janet and then there's uh, Alkima and Yocasta, yeah, which are kind of like Yocasta, his yeah. his wives, but they don't want him. Then there's Yocasta know,
0: is also has he mapped her brain off, off of Janet, Janet yeah. so we should bring so that yeah. up. So there's another version. And then Alkima is just
1: she is the deadly evil like female Ultron. Uh. Sometimes she's even worse than Ultron. Um, then, you know, it's like, well, we are for- then Ultron thus made Vision, Visioned which it, right? was based off the brain waves of Wonder Man. Yep. And Wonder Man was recently revived by Scarlet Witch, who's related to Quicksilver, who are the children of Magneto at the time. So it's like you just spiral through this thing. And it's funny because it's like that means when you look at at Scarlet Witch and anytime she's next to Hank Pym that's like her grandfather-in-law yeah kind of you know so you kind of look at that and you're like holy crap everybody's the same age but
0: they're (laughs)
1: yeah you know so it just it kind of opened it up for me and I was like wow this is really cool Um, so that's where I really discovered those two Uh, Scott Lang I really like when I discovered him it was when I I think it was Jeff Johns who brought him to the team Mm -hmm. when Jeff Johns did that run on Avengers and I thought that was really cool because You know, like, because at first I met Cassie Lang. I met her in MC2. Hmm. So then to find out, oh, here's more of her father and to see how he was struggling, you know, it's like, because it's funny because it's like, yeah, the guy's an ex-con. We get it. That's not like it's a life sentencing (sighs) thing in some cases, especially when you've become an Avenger. But it always seems to be like, well, I can't get past this, you know. Which is funny because
0: one of the, I mean, not original Avengers, but a, a very you know f- uh, founding member of the avengers would be hawkeye who was also a ex-criminal yeah you
1: know so it's so funny how it's it works for one but not the other so anyways i discovered his character i thought he was great but then unfortunately he was killed and disassembled and then that led to discovering Eric O'Grady. i remember reading the irredeemable ant-man series so i was like oh huh. so those are about the three that i got caught up with i i don't know much about yellow jackets and uh other other characters like that, but yeah. So that was kind of when I met those characters. So uh, a quick question, just because we've got a vast array of characters, out of that whole family that we just talked about, who would be the character that you are most intrigued by or interested in?
0: You know, when uh, I loved, I loved. Uh, what was the his uh, Avengers team called? Um, it was uh, Hank's Avengers team. After oh, Avengers AI. No, no, no not that team. Before that, uh, when he had the Infinity Mansion. And uh, oh, the uh, had Mighty Jar- Avengers! Mighty Avengers! I loved that version of him. That was around the S- Scientist Supreme era. So when he was the
1: Wasp, yeah. That, yeah. So
0: I, I liked, uh, I liked that version of him. I, I like Hank. I loved, I loved to see better stories with him. Um, Scott, I mean Scott's obviously interesting now because of the movie, right? I really, I jumped on when it was Erica Grady. Like I loved to see that version of him, like uh, this goofy guy that just you know. Is only doing the right thing because one, it either helps him out, or two, it's it's by accident that he does the right yeah. thing. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know much about him as a as a villain now, but and I because I, I just haven't read those things, but I don't know. I guess uh, those would always been and I, Nadia does intrigue me now, like the 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 smart version uh, of the the not that Janet was dumb. But, no, but yeah.
1: you're definitely the scientific version. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. So. So th- those are those are what I would say. So I, I would say that definitely people should go and and and, and read the 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 founding members of uh, the Avengers. You know the 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 beginning of the Avengers yeah. to see more about Janet and 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 Hank and. And if you get a chance, I guess, check out those first appearances.
1: Yeah, well, like I mean, if so, if you want to get prepared before this movie comes out, go to your local comic shop, ask them about the True Believers line, and look for, uh, there's going to be, I know they just, uh, well, they've done the reprints of Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. Their reprints as, as Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, they did a reprint of Scott Lang. And like I said, this month, especially, I, I believe most of the True Believers books We're devoted to Ant Man and Wasp because of the film. So, I mean, if you want to discover more about these characters at a great price point, a dollar, do it. You got nothing to lose. Uh, send me your copies because the stamp will cost you 35 cents and I'll buy them off you. Not the stamp though. Uh, right. But anyways, yeah, you don't pay for shipping. Yourself. Yeah, that's on you. But uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're great characters. And honestly, like I said, for me, if you want to see a lot more about them, I would highly recommend Avengers volume three. And like I said, I, God, I wish, I think it was Ultron unleashed. And that storyline was just insane. Like, Because that was at one point where we actually see, like, and it's a shame because, like, I feel like every decade has that redeeming story for Hank Pym. Where it's like, I finally got the, sh- the, 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 the specter of the Ultron off me. Hooray, it's not going to haunt me. And then here comes the next story. Yeah. You know, like, fuck it, he was the guy who created Ultron. But two funny things I always think about when I think about Hank Pym. So during Civil War, you know, in that story, we don't know that there's scrolls. We don't know any of that right. stuff. So Hank Pym is one of the guys, I think he was talking to Captain America, and he's like, look, did you notice, like, who took on the side of pro-registration? It's all the heroes who screwed up. You know, Ant Man or Iron Man screwed up. I screwed up. And we realize that we can screw up, so we need somebody to keep us in check. And he he does give a convincing argument and then at the end of the story he gets like Time Magazine's man of the year. Mm. But then you come to find out, oh no, that was a scroll. That was the scroll because then we have Hank Pym come back from outer space and he's like, I've been gone forever, I'm a man out of time. Because <laughs> we were joking about that. It's like he was only gone maybe six months. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Uh, so I always laugh at that one. And then the other one I think about when I think about Hank Pym, and it was a book I mentioned, and I can't wait till you get to read those trades. But Avengers AI, I think that was such a great, um, that was a great story because uh, what was the name of the second Avengers movie? Ultra, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. So you had that story arc in the comics, which is nothing close to no. the movies. Age of Ultron is basically Ultron takes over the future, so the Avengers have to go back in time and stop it. Uh, so and that reminds me, there's another Wolverine out there because <laughs> there was the Wolverine who killed himself to stop some of these things from happening. So there's a second Old Man Wolverine out there. Is. Uh, but anyway, so after that story, there was a nice little one-shot written by Mark Wade about Hank Pym coming to terms with creating Ultron and doing all these things and it kind of same thing like fuck Ultron I'm past it hooray and then it went into the uh, Avengers AI book which was great because it's like you had a Doom bot there you had all these other characters uh, he formed a great friendship with Matt Murdock Daredevil and I thought that was some great stuff so those would be some of the books I'd recommend Avengers Volume 3 Avengers AI and I want to say I think it was like Age of Ultron Omega Or Zero or something It'll have Hank Pym in all his Various disguises growing upwards mm. So yeah I thought that was a great one
0: uh, Alright if you have any more that you'd like To add into what we had to say or you have any More questions for us we'd love to hear from you uh, You can find me on Twitter as At GER Chris is also on Twitter as Stuff I should say stuff
1: being spelled Or sorry should being spelled S-H-U-D
0: The rest of Geek Elite Radio is At Geek Elite Radio on Instagram at geekly radio on, on twitter facebook.com forward slash geekly radio is our facebook page and geekly radio.com is our website check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the geekly radio network but until next time this is imagine if on the Elite radio network saying always remember to geek, geek out we now return you to your regularly scheduled program